0: Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian, two friends having raw but truth filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, Samantha. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing well, guys. We are excited to be back. We are charging through some more of our not so obvious sins. And we said this last week, but I say this every week now that these have been so good for me, so convicting and really encouraging to me. And we hope that they are doing the same for you all. And today we're talking about passivity which is, again, all of these. We're like, wah, wah, wah. Not so fun, but I feel like it's one that I personally really struggle with, just being passive in a way and letting bitterness build up. And so we just kind of wanted to dive into that feeling like it's a common, not-so-obvious sin that really breeds a lot of just bitterness and not great things in our hearts and minds. So...
1: Yeah, I think we hear passive and passive aggressive a lot. And I just honestly don't really think of those as being sinful things at all. But when you look into patterns that being passive or passive aggressive creates, or just kind of the root of why someone would choose to be passive, you see that it's uncovering a lot of like very evident sinful things. And so obviously good to always check and see like where you are on the range. I am someone who probably Tends to wish I was a little bit more passive. I could bite my tongue more and just like want to be someone who thinks through more of what I say before I say it, but... Spicy Samantha comes spicy out sometimes. Samantha, But I do think that being passive is just a really, really, really dangerous pattern to get into.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like with all of these topics, as we've said, I feel like you can kind of find yourself on either extreme. And probably either extreme is not a great place to be. If you're either really passive and you just let things kind of, you know, fly over, you are you know, subconsciously or even consciously annoyed or frustrated or growing in bitterness or, you know, even like hatred and just like not looking forward to those things or not liking people because of your passivity, or you're really aggressive and you are a big turnoff to people. You're very just like strong in your words or in your actions or in your non-actions. And so both of those things can be really things that we feel like are really dangerous to you showing Christ to other people in your life, but specifically, you know, kind of finding or hoping to find the balance between those two and ridding ourselves of the dangers of both extremes.
1: Mm -hmm. I think in Christian woman culture, women, woman culture, I feel like there are times where we misinterpret like having a spirit of just being gentle and kind and meek in some ways for being Quiet and passive and just like biting our tongues on everything or storing up a lot of those feelings and to me like if you're feeling a certain way about someone or a situation not to like maybe say it in the moment and freak out on someone but If you are 24 hours past that conversation or that event happening or those feelings being hurt and you're still like thinking about it, something has to be done to be addressed. Whether that's a conversation with that person, letting them know how you feel or whatever that looks like. Like I think that that's where we can start getting into these like patterns of harvesting bitterness against someone?
0: Yeah, I think personally for me, you know, I am like willing to be really vulnerable here, but actually, you know, passivity in, I wouldn't even necessarily say in a, and I wouldn't even claim that necessarily or define it in my past as passive. But over time, I have recognized that it's a really big sin struggle for me. I think I do kind of look towards this idea of being like meek and mild as like, I kind of put that in like an idolizing state and I in the past have misunderstood that for being passive and so in a way have kind of like tried to be like yeah I'm going to be the bigger person I'm going to you know not to say what I need to say there but then in reality realizing that has housed a lot of bitterness for me and over the years especially in my marriages or my marriage.
1: Oh wow the truth comes out. Can you tell us about your
0: previous marriage? Okay. Okay, everyone. I meant to say my marriage and my friendships. I've really had to work very hard on my heart to get rid of a lot of bitterness that I have housed in my passivity. And so for me, it's looked like really like ridding myself of that in just being really vulnerable and open in my communication and my hurt or my like pain or my frustrations in those relationships. But that has taken a lot of time. But I think bitterness is one of those things that once it like gets into your heart that it really like really just grows awful like roots and really terrible things in how you think or act out of that bitterness. And so for me, it's really hard and really like easy to like come into that, but then really hard to get rid of bitterness.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's an emotion that you can just turn off in your brain. I think it's one of those things that really can consume you. And again, one of those things, that's really sneaky. Like you might not even realize it's taking place. There's a verse in Hebrews. It is Hebrews twelve fifteen. And it says, look after each other so that none of you will miss out on the special favor of God. Watch out that no bitter root of unbelief rises among you. For whenever it springs up, many are corrupted by its poison. So we just hear the word bitter and think through bitterness and knowing that like it is really poison in our lives and it can just kind of take root and grow into this whole garden of really, really, really negative things in your life. So I remember I was telling Christian a story about this influencer I follow, which is kind of funny, like when we talk about people we don't know at all, but they share a lot of their lives online to us. And She was one of those influencers that seemed to have the perfect marriage. And I remember I think it was last summer she kind of came out and really publicly like shared that she was getting a divorce and then kind of like went silent for a few weeks. But I know a lot of people were like, wow, like. You know, you guys seem so happy. Like they had just been on a trip together. Like all these things that seem so seemingly normal. And obviously, we know like things online are different. But she kind of addressed it a couple weeks later, and she was like, "Yeah, I mean, honestly, I had been miserable for years. There have been things that I now can look back on in our twenty-something years of marriage that." I'm realizing I didn't speak up about or that were really, really bad problems, but I never wanted to rock the boat. I never wanted to cause an argument. And so I just let them go. But I wasn't realizing that it was literally making me like hate the person I was married to. And so that's kind of scary to me. And I think it's very... We hear that a lot. And Mm -hmm. I think it happens in friendships. And so little hurts, when they're not addressed, turn into really big hurts, Mm -hmm. I think.
0: Yeah. And I think, like I was saying, I think I've learned this firsthand in my marriage. I remember Andrew and I having multiple conversations where, I mean, I think we've all been there, but I, or at least maybe I like to think that we've all been there. But, you know, you get frustrated about one thing in a friendship or in your marriage. And as you're like expressing your hurt and pain about this one thing, there's Mm -hmm. like 12 other like things that you bring up in this argument. And it's like, wait, what are you actually like upset about mm-hmm. me, like placing my dirty dishes in the sink and not the dishwasher? Or is it actually like the 10 other things that this happened bigger last feeling that I don't support you or what? Yes. Else? Yeah. And so I think it's taken Andrew and I having a lot of like open conversations about me, even in small moments, needing to just say like, hey, that really hurt my feelings. And even if it's like a really small thing or maybe if it sounds like really dumb or like just trivial in the time. I really have to work to say that out loud and not to be passive about those things because then really quickly I can turn to sarcasm or just like growing in bitterness or ultimately just being dishonest with myself or dishonest with my husband when he's like, Hey, is something wrong? And I'm like, no, nothing's wrong. And it's me and my little passive self. And so again, it like just all of these other really awful sins can take root when I'm like choosing to be passive in that way.
1: Yeah. And I do think that there is a beauty in taking a step back and not jumping on every little thing and like speaking just in the moment. But I like kind of what I said, not to really like my own words, but in the beginning of this episode where sometimes I'll try to take something maybe that a friend said that in the moment it feels like a little sticky, like, ouch, that kind of hurt or that sounded really weird. I wonder how they meant that. And I won't address it right away, but I'll take it with me and I'll try hopefully to pray about it or think it through. And if it's something the next day that I'm like genuinely fine about and can let it roll off my shoulders, that's not something, you know, we don't have to bring up every little thing in friendships or relationships. We can have grace and we can have understanding and empathy for people in our lives. But if it's something that I'm still really chewing on and I'm still thinking on a few weeks later, it's definitely something that I try to address.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of verses in the Bible, too, when you talk about passivity or being passive, there's a lot of verses that talk about complacency because it could kind of Be in some situations a similar idea and so if you're passive you're just brushing those things off choosing not to think about them talk about them address them and in the same way that could be like you're being complacent about an issue and so there's a lot of verses even you know when I point to proverbs 132 it's talking about fools are complacent that it's a section talking about like wisdom and the character of wisdom like if you characterize wisdom as a person then like wisdom sin is going to be complacent that only a fool is complacent and then there's verses in Isaiah 32 that it's talking about complacent women, again, are unwise and they don't listen and they don't hear. And so in that way, like when you hear the word or complacency paired with those images of being a fool or being unwise or unwilling to listen, then like none of us want to be those people. And so why would we want to be complacent or passive in that way that only breeds things that, again, are just like not good and things we don't want to be?
1: Yeah, and maybe this comes from a lack of our generation or just like a lack of teaching us how to have healthy communication and healthy conflict where we genuinely don't know how to address the way we're feeling in a helpful way. Because I think what happens is a lot of us probably have been burned by trying to bring something up to a friend or to a spouse where it turns into an argument. But I think a lot of that's on us because we haven't taken the time to really think through, okay, how could I bring this up? I know with my husband, I get a lot further with what I'm trying to say when I can, you know, come into the conversation humbly and say, okay, look, I know I haven't been perfect at this either. A lot of times they even try to do like the night, you know, like the compliment sandwich. Like I really appreciated how you've been helping with X, Y, and Z. And then like, you know, say what's bothering me. And then, but I know you work so hard, you know, like really Mm -hmm. just how you would like to be approached if you were doing something Mm -hmm. wrong.
0: And I really do love that though too. If you didn't listen to our episode last week, we actually talked about the idea of like complaining and even like when and if you need to say something, kind of like the similar um. This similar situation to a like conflict with someone, if and when you need to say something, that's totally appropriate. And like, there is a time and place that you need to verbally like communicate what is happening or what you're frustrated with. Again, not even to house that bitterness or be passive, but in those ways, like, are you praying first, and are you you know putting some time and space between that frustration and when you bring it? So, I think in the same way, we need to learn how to have healthy conflict, and so we are not acting out of passivity.
1: Yeah. Okay. I found this blog and it's so interesting. Well, actually before that, I was researching a little bit about passivity and how the root of that just creates so much bitterness. And these were non-Christian medical research studies that were done, but it's really interesting. They've done a lot of research lately about bitterness, and they're saying that it actually creates a physical response in our bodies. It's creating health problems of gut health issues, people that struggle with like teeth clenching, back problems. It's really crazy how much those kind of feelings can harvest in
0: our bodies and really like show themselves in physical Guys, ways. That is me, as I have TMJ, and I'm searching out for a chiropractor right now.
1: I mean, I have TMJ too, but for other reasons, Yeah, but, but see, stress can also cause TMJ. If you need night guard recommendations, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) We're getting old. So I also found this blog and let's just preface this with saying, I don't think that this is a Christian. I'm pretty sure it's not a Christian person. It's kind of like, maybe she's like a life coach, but I thought this blog, it caught my attention. It's called five problems with passivity and why it's harmful to a purposeful life. And just to, I want to say her blog so I can give her credit. It's, Oh, being great, her coaching. So it sounds like she's a life coach, but I wanted to read these really quick because they're really interesting. So she says that number one, passivity creates envy. Number two, passivity kills boundaries. Number three, passivity creates blind compliance. Passivity drowns personal identity. And passivity builds entitlement and arrogance. And I thought those were all really cool things because we can look at them. And from first glance, you're like, well, how does that, how does, you know, drowning personal identity or building entitlement and arrogance lead to, or like, well, how does that relate to passivity? And it's interesting because I think the entitlement and arrogance one specifically, a lot of times I think when people are passive, they kind of say, like you were saying, Christian, well, I just want to be the bigger person. Or like, I'm not going to let those little things bother me. So like, I don't waste my time, like, dealing with tiny little inconveniences or things that hurt my feelings, well, really, that's you being arrogant and not realizing that it's probably affecting you more than you think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think again, in like a selfish way, it's not even allowing you to have like good conflict and a good conversation with someone who may have hurt you or like to be the bigger person the way would actually be to be like loving them like Jesus and loving them like Jesus would enter into a conversation with them about that conflict so that you guys can have resolution and, you know, reconciliation in that relationship anyways. And yeah. so it's kind of like the opposite in that. I loved the one about I'm blanking now. I'm the sorry. Blind the blind compliance compliance. Yes. I thought yeah. that one was so good because I think, in a way, it's so interesting to me. Again, I think it's so cool. Like we're all created by God and He creates us uniquely. And even this woman who we don't believe like claims to be a Christian, she even sees the human desire in that, like, no, we are all made as individuals, and we're made with individual thoughts and minds to you know, have emotions and have feelings and like our God creator made us that way. And so I think that's so cool that in this way, passivity like creates this blind compliance that we aren't able to be the individual that like God made us to be and that we're choosing to just like ignore those like specific, you know, design and like emotions he gave us. And so I think that's like really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes a good point. Like we all have been given convictions and certain people feel more convicted about other things. And God, I think wants to use everyone's own convictions in the body of Christ to kind of like help other people see things. And so if we're not someone that feels competent to speak up against what's right, to speak for justice or to just be honest with a friend when they're really going wayward. I mean, I think that's where passivity comes in a lot of places is like, oh, I see my friend developing really unhealthy sin patterns, but you know, I just don't want to make them uncomfortable. I don't want to have have to have an awkward conversation. I'm just going to like ignore that. Or with our spouse, you know, like challenging them to be the best that they can be. And so – I think that's really against what God has called us to in calling one another to be the best versions of ourselves. <sighs> that's convicting. It's that's hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. And it I think hard. even
0: as you say that, I would say, Samantha, you and I are probably more aggressive than passive, probably a little bit, or say, oh, people yeah. may say that about us. And so I do think even when I hear that, I'm like, ooh, yeah, okay, well, then I'm doing the right thing by calling that person out. But I'm like, ooh, it's also so convicting for me in so many ways that I don't do that well, Yeah, that I do it too aggressively and I'm too harsh or too strong. Or when too like, quick. Yeah. And so I'm like, I need to be prayerful and I need to take time and I need to step back. And so I think there's such a balance there. And that's convicting to me personally. Well,
1: My kind of like thoughts on this too is thinking, like, is it ever the loving thing to do to be passive? Like, is it ever okay to be passive? And I just, you know, without giving it way too much thought, I think yes. Like, I think there are times, I think there's seasons of people that we know deeply that are walking through hard things where it is okay to kind of just like if you have strong opinions like not everyone needs to hear them or I have to learn that all the time but you know not everyone wants to hear your opinion not everyone is in a place to hear it and so maybe it's not passivity but I think there are times to kind of like let things go or at least sit on them a while and maybe like pray through if it's you know we already mentioned that like praying through how to bring that up but I think it's okay to also like do the loving thing sometimes and that might be being a little bit passive I don't know
0: yeah, and maybe passive isn't even the word. I think passive, like, I kind of actually want to look up like the definition yeah, of exactly look what up. that is. But I think how we're saying passivity, that's obviously a negative thing. But in the way that I think you're saying is like, there's a time and space to look at someone's life and choose like, are they going to hear that in the right way right now? Or do I actually like the most loving thing right now is to sit on that for a while and is just to like walk alongside them in life. And I think the answer is for sure. Yes. That, you know, Jesus loved a lot of people who were doing a lot of awful things and right off the bat didn't come in and say, Hey, like, do you, don't you know you're sinning? Don't you know that you like need this answer? No, like he sat beside them first. He met them, you know, in their hurt, in their pain, in their own like mess that they were making and loved them that way first before saying something. And so in that way, there's for sure time and space just to have You know, wait and listen.
1: The definition of passive is accepting or allowing what happens or what others do without active response or resistance. So, by that definition, like, yeah, I think there are times we can be passive. I think, like a lot of these words or things we're talking about, these maybe aren't innately bad, but of course, as sinful people, we turn them into like really negative things. And so, I don't know. I hope this was a good conversation, good things to think through. I think I have a lot to think through on it more. But yeah, what do you think, Christian?
0: Yeah. And again, I think like every one of these not so obvious sins, it's been good for us to figure out like what extreme do you sit on? Do you sit on the extreme of being more passive or do you sit on the extreme of being more aggressive? And where do you find a happy medium in that? Where are you taking personal convictions? Where are you being prayerful? Where are you putting space and time where we need it? I think all of those things are really good things to think about when looking into this in your own life. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast.
1: And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend.
0: Talk to you soon.